Welcome to Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, how to overcome it. We talk about trials, successes, and of course, relationships, without which we could not succeed. I have a very special person today who actually I met 10 years ago, and we kept in contact it's a business guru. That's how I call him. It, his name is Colin Sprake. He was born in South Africa. He's a serial entrepreneur and um, he caters to people who have businesses and start businesses and helps them reach six, seven, eight figure and beyond. How you call it? <laughs> Achieve. <laughs> Money. All <laughs> good. In terms of revenues, all good. Oh my God, revenue. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mentored 110,000, more than 110,000 business owners. And uh, he formed a company called Make Your Mark in 2004. And I love that company. That's how I met Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, his core values are trust, respect, integrity, commitment to excellence, open to possibility, unconditional gratitude. And I learned two things, business with heart, because of course, business does not have a heart, but we we do, and we deal with people. And also be open. And that, it was the biggest thing that I learned. I mean, I learned many good things, but be open because we are always kind of wanting to do what we want to do. And we don't take, we don't take other people's, information or other people's uh, suggestions usual because we know it better but it's not true also and i'm going to start i'm going to have to read this Uh, you are one of the two canadians who are part of a lead group called the transformational leadership council founded by jack canfield I think everybody knows Chicken Soup for the Soul series. He's a Wisdom Council member with the Evolutionary Business Council. Colin also is the number one best-selling author, presently with four international bestsellers uh, and co-authored with Danny, uh, Dan Kennedy and Brian Tracy. He also won two Quilty Awards, inducted twice in the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors in Hollywood. He also was uh, mentioned many times in uh, the newspapers, uh, the, the Globe and Mail, Vancouver Sun, uh, Inc. Magazine, Seattle Times, Reno Gazette, and um, was on TV, Global, MSNBC, and CTV, just to mention a few. I like this quotation, creating a business that gives you the time and money freedom to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Mm -hmm. So people are really are attracted to this concept that they can have their free time and figure out how to make their business grow. Uh, You are married with Gabby, amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing woman. And I'm going to talk about a little bit about that, two amazing daughters. And uh, Gabby also wrote a book. And actually, I have two of the books. The first one, that's how I know when I met you. I Mm. bought this one, and it was in 2013 because you signed it. Mm -hmm. And this is Gabby's book, which was a very interesting book because it talks from from the side of supporting an entrepreneur. And uh, she's writing about the difficulties, how she overcame them, how understood Colin 
and how he she stood stood beside him and behind him and helping him amazing amazing family you were doing all these uh, business uh, big events and that's how i met you it was uh, the three day event it was a one night event of three hours where mm-hmm. i went and uh, after you said oh i'm going to give a three day event and i was like oh my god it's going to cost like $5000 how much is going to cost <laughs> i was like really like on edge and you said no it's free and you can come and be particip- and participate i was the first at the table to sign up i believe and um, after you had a very interesting uh, program that people who volunteered they um they could accumulate points and have some courses to take with you i loved it i met many many people i know that you started slow and after it get bigger and bigger and it's like you know thousands of people and you had an event in the summer which was great because you invited amazing speakers i like i heard of Roy Satter, Jack Canfield, J.T. Fox, Thomas Baylor, Joel Kahn, John Asaraf, Maria Diamond, John Gray, and I can go on and on. <laughs> and not just that, but you had the people who worked for you at that time that stayed with you until you had to close uh, the, um, the office because uh, what happened, the, uh, the close downs. But you gave everybody a chance to shine and you hire them. And so you are one of those those entrepreneurs that just gives and gives. And that's what I absolutely love about you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have been dreaming about this to have you on my podcast. And I'm I'm just thrilled to, to have here. Did I forget something? If I did, please just mention it. Not at all. I think you know, it's such a privilege to be here and an honor to be with you. And you know, just big gratitude to, to you because I know that you've supported me, supported our team for so many years. So huge gratitude on that side. And it's just absolutely a blessing to be on this uh, podcast with you today. Thank you. And I love you. I love your honesty. I remember when I was uh, volunteering first time, I went and I was so proud. I did this bookmark and I had my business card and I went there and I said, if I would give you this, would you hire me? And you look at it, says no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> and I'm like there, this is the person I want to learn from because I don't want the yes, I want to learn. And that's what you gave us, all of us. So I know like many people, uh, who had their big businesses and they relied on on uh, doing the big events. And when everything shut down, it, it happened that people didn't know what's going to happen. And many businesses closed down, but there are some like you, you started giving uh, value uh, and uh, Zoom meetings to, uh, to entrepreneurs. It was like uh, JT Fox, like... Um, like many others. Mm -hmm. So my question is, I know that everybody went through a difficult time because we didn't know what's going to happen. What were you, what was your first idea and how did you pivot and how did you change that, that downtime to, to not just overcome it, but strive? Yeah. You know, Ava, I think the piece for me, that's the most important that, 
you know, and I hope everyone's got a pen and paper that's listening to this podcast because you're going to take some really good notes. I don't mind how else you take notes. But the piece for me that I think everyone should realize, I as a business owner, I wake up in the morning and my first thing I say to myself after I've done my gratitudes and meditation, what have you, around my business is, how do I serve more people today? So, you know, where most people wake up is like, how do I make money? How do I make money? And you'll never make the money you want if you're only money focused. You know, I live by a statement, when you focus on money, you'll have dollars to count. When you focus on people, you'll have countless dollars. And, you know, when when the whole lockdown happened in March of 2020, I went into, what's the right thing to do? And I wasn't focused on money, even though I watched a eight-figure business virtually go to zero overnight from one decision from the government. And, you know, I just said, yeah, was there fear in me? Was there anxiety? Yeah, for about three days. And then I said, what's the right thing to do here? And I said, if I feel this way, there must be millions of people feeling the same way. So I went into a serve mode. I said, I'm not yet. The money was so... I didn't even think about money at that stage. I was like, how do I serve these people? Because there's going to be uh, mental wellness challenges coming up. I even knew these mental wellness challenges would become epidemic or pandemic by themselves after the, you know, the lockdowns that happened. And who I didn't know what how long lockdowns were going to be. But I just went in to serve. And I did 10 weeks, seven days a week of serving people. And, you know, people like for 70 days, we had... John Asaraf, we had Les Brown, we had everybody come on a call. And I can tell you one thing, the thing that's the most important, and as a business owner, if you're listening to this today or in the future, doesn't matter when, your two most valuable assets to your business, your customers, number one, and your database. So -hmm. your customer's database, that's your one biggest asset. The second biggest, your relationship equity. You know, when I reached out to all those people, you know, to Jack Canfield and Les Brown and what have you, and I said, please, can you help us? Every one of them said, Colin, how many times must I do this? They didn't say, I'll do it once and see how it goes. They all gave their time. And I'm going to see them now again here in July. Um, I'm going to be in uh, in Belfast Island with all of them. And the piece for me that's so important that I want people to walk away with from this is understand You have those two things. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. You have a database of loyal customers and, of course, people that you support, whether they're a customer or not, in in terms of prospects. You still give value, even if they're not a paying customer. And then the other one is your relationship equity. And I used my relationship equity at the start of COVID to serve as many people as I could. And then I took out my customer equity and I said, you know what? What can we do to serve more people and we looked at a program we, we, re, we launched a program in 2020 called pivot to profit and pivot to profit you know i'd never done an online program before yes there were some online modules we had for our students but i never sold anything as an online program because i have my own integrity about online programs in the sense of like three percent of people ever use an online program 97 percent of people give you money and you never you just take their money i don't agree with that so I said, how do I help these people? And I made, I put a program together, which had a lot of accountability in it to make sure it was more than 3% of people using it. And Ava, within three months, we did a million dollars. 
wow. online. And people said to me, Colin, how did you do that? I'm like, I just served. Because we have, we have to understand, if they're right inside of us, we know what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. But sometimes our brain is so money-focused, we, we don't realize we should be heart-focused. Everything I do in my life right now, whether it's in my business or businesses now that I have, or it's in my family or friends like yourself, I just listen to my heart and do what my heart tells me to do. Even if I think, well, how do I make money with that? That's just my brain getting involved and my mind getting involved to complicate something that our heart knows the truth. Our heart knows what's right for us. And when we follow our heart, we change the world. When we follow money, we don't change anything. You know what? You didn't just change the world, but I believe that you saved lives because at that point, many people, they just wanted to disappear. And Completely. they. so I, I think when you work with the heart, you understand people as you do. And you had those people not just survive, but strive to and, and, and put their the life in perspective, what is important. And that's priceless. You, yeah, you I mean, if I, I even I even one stage during the 2020, I gave away my time and I said, you can book a 15 minute call with me and I will, one of my, honestly, my own God-given geniuses, and I don't say that with ego, I say that with that, you know, every one of us has geniuses. My one God-given genius is to be able to be very creative to help people grow. So I gave away my time. I said, you can book a 15-minute call. I'll be creative around your business to help you find a solution during lockdown. And I had no idea. We had 200, I think it was about 278 people book 15-minute calls. Wow. <laughs> Do the math on that. I was on the call. I was on the. I was on Zoom nonstop inside for weeks and weeks, months and months doing those calls. And, you know, I started a business during COVID from one of those calls at a business partner that, you know, we said, well, you can't go on vacation. So let's bring the vacation to you. So we started a company called staycation boxes. We had Mexico and we had Hawaii and France and Italy. And we'd ship a box to you with this whole experience in it. Online experience was super fun. Um, We sold that company at the end of 2022 last year. And that was super important for me. It's like that came from a lady getting on a call with me. Her name was Jenny, and she was saying to me, I'm a travel agent, what do I do? And we built the entire business around, well, you can't travel, but they the, bring the vacation to your home. And that's one of the things for me that I if I, I really, um, you know, I always say, I believe a lot of my success comes from giving, you know, and I don't give because I expect in return, because then the universe or God doesn't give back to you. It's when you give, expecting nothing in return that's when it comes in droves and i've done that all my life i've always been a giver i love giving and supporting people and those of you listening today take the time to give if you don't make money it'll come in the future you know don't expect it because it will definitely not come but if you give and you just go and give and you know you'll be looked after life always happens for you Remember, I'm a big believer in everything happens for us, not to us. I believe that the lockdown happened for me. You know, I don't negate anyone who's lost loved ones or what have you through through the challenges of the time. We do have, we have a mental health pandemic now where there's, we did, we saved lives. I've had people, I've walked into a room, 
And they said to me, Colin, if it wasn't for you in the first 10 weeks of COVID, I might not be here. And definitely my business wouldn't have been here. And we and some of these are big companies. I walked into an event recently, a big um, auto body. You know, I'm not going to give names on the call, but a big auto body, major franchise across Canada. The owner was at this party I walked into. I didn't know the owner from anybody. It was just a common, you know, there's one person and we're both clients. I, I got to meet him and he, I sat down. And he said, oh, you're the Colin Sprake. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, I listened to you for nearly all of those 10 weeks. I nearly lost my business. If it wasn't for you and those people you brought on those shows, I probably would have lost my business, which would have been devastating for my family and could have been detrimental to my health and well-being. And I was like, wow, this is from a company that I have such respect for that I thought was doing so well. And of course they were. It's just that those lockdowns, those lockdowns were challenging, but I believe they were a catalyst to quicker change. And I think that's the biggest part we needed for all of humanity. Uh, for, I'm sad for what happened for many people, especially seniors. Seniors was the biggest challenge for me. But the big part that I found so that when you go into these challenges, the best way to look at this is it's like being an antelope in a safari park. You know, you're busy grazing, you smell a lion, and you run like hell, hoping to not be the slowest because you're not going to get your ass eaten. <laughs> well, guess what? You go back to grazing because you were the one of the faster ones. It's only a matter of time before there's another lion or a leopard or a cheetah chasing your ass. Yeah. COVID's no different. Any of these lockdown situations, you're a business owner. There's going to be another lion around the corner and that lion's going to come after you. It's how fast can you run and what can you do to be creative? I always say my one number one thing I've, I teach all business owners and what I always request of them, especially if I'm mentoring and coaching them, is be resourceful. If you don't come up with creative ideas, it's very difficult to be a very successful business owner. I know something else about you that every year you're doing a huge uh, gathering and uh, and um, you're asking people to donate so you can give to the food bank. So you are always about donation. And um you acquired a few businesses. How many businesses you are managing at this point? Because it must be overwhelming. <laughs> so many people <laughs> think that, Ava. The piece for me that's so interesting. So during that time, and I'd love people to understand this. I'm going to say something to you and you're going to be like, oh, I can't afford to do that. I can't do that. The minute you say that, you never will be able to do it. You know, you have to all learn. I have mentors that I've learned from that have coached and trained me. I, I learn all the time. So right now, I actively run four companies, but I own 24. Wow. So, and the 20 companies that I have, you know, I was saying to Gabby the other day, I said to her, it's so nice. We have about 180 employees and none of them report to us, <laughs> you know, because they're all with the other company, all with our, we have presidents and CEOs of other companies that run the companies for us that have all their employees. They um, you know, building great cultures and what have you. But we have one employee that's part of our company or part of the three companies um, that we run with the one, one employee. But the piece for me is where it becomes so interesting is we've acquired many of these companies just through people wanting support, seeing what we've done, coming to me and saying, Colin, can you help me? Can you become a partner with me? And then we just grow those companies. 
we have two companies right now that within, I'd say, 24 months will be billion-dollar companies. Wow. And, yeah, like, and that's not pie in the sky. We are on a very big journey to seeing those, you know, those companies hit hit that level. And we've got another two that will be north of 100 million. You know, so people are like, wow, that's that's incredible. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. But I'm going to go back to it. Meeting people and maintaining relationships, like you and I on this call, it's because of our 10-year relationship. It's not because, and of course, you know, I know that you've got you've got your own challenges in your own in your world around health and what have you, but they're just there to to make us stronger. But look at how Gabby stepped back into your life and done so much more with you um, over the last while. And you know, that relationship equity to me is the most important thing you have. You know, you never know who knows who. And the one thing whenever I buy a business, take a business over, get a partner, become a partner with somebody. The first thing I ask before I even get near doing that is who's the person I know that can help us skyrocket this company. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a who, I don't do the deal because, and sometimes it's multiple who's that I have because who can help us with the marketing? Who can help us? Who has the connection to get us somewhere? I'll give you an example. I, I have one product that we're busy we're busy launching. It'll launch in January next year. And people are like, well, that's a long time away. But it's we've got a couple of things we're busy with to get it to the next level. But I reach out to one of the key people I've met. we become very good friends is Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. Yeah. So I reach out to Kevin. And I'm like, Kevin, I've got this product. I want to show it to you. I show it to him. Next thing, I want to call with Kevin Harrington, the CEO of Walmart, and the owner and the franchise owner of the worldwide rights to Wicked Tuna, which is the biggest TV show on National Geographic. Like it's been the biggest following for over 12 years. And I'm on a call with them and they're like, Colin, this product we can take to market. And it's like, Wicked, we'll, the first year we'll do 80 million. The second year we'll do about 160 million. And I'm sitting on the call and I'm like, wow. Okay. And like, when can we launch? I said, we'll <laughs> launch in January. So that, so it's because of those connections, that relationship equity, we all have it. You know, I remember when I first started out in the industry in 2004, started out really, let's say, officially coaching and mentoring. I mean, I've been doing it a lot longer than that um, because I've always just been giving and supporting and realized I had a gift. So that's why I turned it into a business is I had no relationship. I had a few people I knew. So all of you listening today, don't think, well, Colin's done all of this stuff. It's like going to the gym, you know, you start to work out. The only thing you get in the first four days is extreme pain. And you walk around as if you've got watermelons on your arms, but you really haven't. And then only eventually, maybe two or three years later, do you have arms that look like watermelons? You know, because you have to go through all that work to get there. It's the same thing with relationship equity. You build that relationship over time with people. And I do this habitually. This is not something, oh, I have to build that relationship with Ava. I have to build that relationship. I don't do that. It just, it's natural for me because I'm like, the most important thing, you know, that, that, that uh, in our lives we have are relationships. And this really impacted me. I immigrated to Canada in 98. So this is probably close to 25 years ago. Um, when I first arrived in Canada, I met a gentleman. His name was Tony. He was from Saskatchewan. And Tony said to I said to Tony, oh, sorry, other way around. Tony said to me, he said, Colin, what's your goal in life? 
I'm like, Tony, I'm 27 years old. What do you mean my goal in life? He's like, and he was younger than me. He was maybe 24. And I said, make money, become a billionaire, all the, the typical goals that people set. And Tony said to me, he said, Colin, my only goal is that there won't be a stadium big enough for my funeral for the lives I've touched. Wow. I'm like, you're a 24-year-old. You sound like a 104-year-old. You know, it's like, like I looked at him, I just laughed. I was like, Tony, that's that, that's extremely wise. Obviously, old soul uh, mm -hmm. in so many ways. That impacted me so much, moving my whole life forward. I was like, I've always helped people. But, you know, you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take your stuff with you. The only thing you leave behind, yes, you can have buildings with your name on it and all that kind of stuff. Big deal. The biggest thing you leave behind are the relationships and how you touch people's lives. And to me, that's the most important thing that everyone on this call, everyone listening to this podcast should be thinking about, you know, do I leave every person I meet better than I found them? So for me, when I'm on this podcast with you, everyone who listens, listen to the recording, listen to live, whatever it might be, my goal for every one of you is to leave here better than when you came on this podcast. You get one nugget. I don't care. Just take that one nugget, do something with it. Because that's the best gift you can give me is to take the key pieces I've learned and go and implement them. Because when you implement them, that's a gift to me that goes, thank you. I've taken the stuff you've taught and it's helped me grow. And I've just lived that so long now, Eva, that my life has been... My life is a blessing. Like I look at the companies we have and people are like, how do you do what you do every day? I mean, I just walked in uh, from a meeting in Vancouver and my wife's like, Colin, like, how do you do what you do? And I'm on a phone call and my phone rings again and then something else. And it's an investor here. And I, I'm like, when you love what you do, it's not work. I'm going to ask you something because you mentioned a, a few days ago, about the purpose, how you find your purpose, what is the purpose? I, and I found that so amazing, <laughs> that explanation. So if you now, want to share. I, know, I, know, I won't take uh, credit for it because it comes from such a good friend of mine. It comes from one of my mentors. And if you're not taking anything away from this call today, mentors are everything. Ment and I'm not talking coaches. I'm not disrespect to any coaches out there. I'm talking about mentors who've actually done it. So my mentor... Um, who's built a billion-dollar company, who's got an incredible family. He's an, an amazing man. He's local here to me. I went to his office one day for a mentorship uh, se session. This was probably, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. And I went to his home. Sorry, I went to his office. And I get there, and he says to me, his name's Dave. And Dave says to me, Colin, I've got to go to a meeting. It's going to take me about 10 minutes. Sorry for the inconvenience. It's, just, it's come up quickly but I'll be back in 10 minutes. But while I'm gone, I want you to think of the word purpose. What does purpose mean to you? And he, and when he, then he said to me, and by the way, it's not what you think. So of course, now my mind's racing all over the place. Like what I thought it was is not what it is. So whatever I'm going to say is going to be wrong. He's going to correct me on it. So anyway, so he leaves. He comes back, whatever, 10 minutes or so later. And he says, so what have you come up with? And I give him all my definition of what purpose is and, feeling on purpose and you know I'm, I've been looking for my purpose for years and he goes Colin let me tell you something you'll know when you're on purpose he said because happiness purpose 
love, all those things that we hunt for, we'll never find because they're all inside of us. You don't, you know, everyone's like, I want to find happiness. It's inside of you. I want to find my purpose. It's inside of you. I want to find love. It's inside of you. It's all inside of us. You know, and let me, before I tell you what he said to me, I think God, when he made human beings, had a very sick sense of humor. Yes. So I said, you know, it makes me laugh because if everything's inside of us, all our five human senses do everything on the outside. We see to the outside. We speak to the outside. We taste from the outside. We hear from the outside. But everything happens on the inside. So it's completely opposite to what, to what, we, what we think. We think all the stuff around us is so important. But it's what happens inside here that's important. So he says to me, he says, Colin, so purpose is so simple. He says, purpose is like a giant cable attached to your chest. And that cable is pulling you forward. And whether you want to go forward or not, you can't stop yourself. It pulls you and you go forward whether you want to or not. And you just feel amazing. He said, you'll wake up in the, mo in the morning and you might even wake up earlier than you've always than you've ever woken up. And you feel like this cable pulling you out of bed and putting you on the floor. He said, when you feel that cable pulling you, you're like, I found my, no, no, let's not say I found, I'm on purpose. So he said to me, when that's attached, you can't stop it. That's why you'll get out of bed earlier. So these people that say, I'm not a morning person. When you know, when you go deep into your purpose, you'll become a everything person. You'll be so on, 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 your, on track to doing everything. You'll wake up earlier. You might go to bed a little bit later. I'm not saying that you have to do that. But you feel so driven and so on purpose. Like I look at everything I do every single day and I just feel this cable pulling me in different directions. And that cable is what makes, what drives me. And it's so deep inside of me. I'm like, I had an inkling. I had this little ember sort of you know, like glowing for years, maybe decades inside of me. But I was always looking outside. I was thinking and seeing outside. And eventually when I attached to that little ember, that's when the cable attached. And when that cable attached and pulled me forward, that's when everything changed over. And that for me was like, wow. So for all of you on this call, go find your cable. So let me say that in a better way. You're not going to find it. Your cable will suddenly one day attach and you'll know that you found your purpose or that you're on purpose. Because we're always busy looking, finding love, finding happiness, finding purpose. You'll know when it's happened. And Ava, I'm going to share something with you which I've never shared on a call before. Is I don't believe in happiness. So this is really interesting. So some people are like, Colin, that's really weird for you. I said, you know why? Happiness is like motivation. Happiness is momentary. Inspiration is permanent. Motivation is temporary. Happiness is temporary. Fulfillment is long to, is fulfillment, you know, is the you know forever. So one thing I ask myself at the end of every day: Did I have a fulfilling day today? Was my life fulfilled today? I don't ask myself: Was I happy today? Because I could have had, just had an argument with Gabby, or just had a situation happen in my life where I'm like, no, I'm not happy. That's only momentary. Fulfillment is: Was my day fulfilling? And if you can say yes, it was. That's when your day changes. That's when you go to bed and you go, I feel fulfilled. I feel on purpose. And I feel so amazing 
in terms of serving humanity. Because everyone who listens to this call, we are here to serve humanity. Yes, you want to make money. It's what you do with the money that's important. Making money is not complicated. What you do with it is meaningful. One of the things also I like about you, it's you are very spiritual. And I remember when um, first time I went to the events, you had the gratitude journal. And mm -hmm. I, we never think about saying thank you or being grateful for things. And that changed a lot in my mind to be uh, to be grateful and mm -hmm. you are totally right we are expecting the outside the outside to give us like happiness or love or something they if you cannot if you don't have that in you you won't be able to recognize it you won't be able to accept it because you don't have it in you so you are so right mm -hmm. and you know it's like the key the piece for me that's so fascinating is how many people they want something that's going to give them happiness when I get my, that new car, I'll be happy. When I get that mm -hmm. new house, I'll be happy. They're happy until they get the next payment. And when the next payment comes in, like that happiness disappears very quickly. Yeah. You know, so it's happiness so it's is just... for the next thing. It's never enough. But Completely. if you think that you are have enough, then other things are going to come in your way, right? Very much so. You know, it's 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 that fulfillment that we look for on a daily basis. And sometimes the fulfillment is so simple. Because majority of people relate material goods to happiness. And sadly, that's not the case. No. You know, the most importantly is we get more fulfillment out of some of the simple things in life. And part of that is just serving and being amazing to other people. I have a lot of thinking uh, done in the past two years, almost three. Mm -hmm. and I'm in a very different place than where I was. And I wish I would have known then what I know now. So people who listen, if and I remember uh, taking your course, one of the things was, what is your why? It's like the purpose. And yeah. I said, oh, I know what is my why. And I didn't. It took me almost two years. And somebody said something on stage what is her why and i said that's it now i got it so even if you don't get from this podcast the first thing that you expect be patient just think about it and i swear and i give you my word that you're going to get it if you work on it that's Completely. the whole thing and sometimes too ever too is and here's the funny part not to contradict you so many people are working on, like, I so I relate so many things to love. When you hunt for love, you never find it. When you want love, it doesn't happen. When you sit back and you're like, I'm done. I, I'm not, I don't want any relationship in my life. I'm done, whatever. And you're just like, you're at peace. Love shows up in abundance. It's true. You know, it's so great. But this is, happens with all things in life. It happens in business too. When you're hunting for the next client and you're hunting for money, it doesn't show up in abundance the way it should. When you sit back and you like hold the space for the right customers to show up and you believe they're going to, you still got to take action towards them, but you believe the right ones are going to show up and what have you. I mean, I just had a new client join me out of Paris today, um, Paris, France. And I'm like, I get up this morning, I'm doing my journaling and my gratitudes and my visualization and my meditation. And part of that was welcoming a new client. Exactly. 100%. 
you know, and I, and I was doing that this morning, my, my part two. There we go. And next thing, I want to call at nine o'clock this morning with a gentleman out of Paris, and he became a client by lunchtime. When you hold the space, the most beautiful things happen. So this is here's a little irony for everyone who's listening today. If you think you're going to control everything, you really control nothing. Because when you start to hold the space, take action towards what you want, but hold the space to the most amazing things showing up, that's when your life truly changes. That's when you get more clients than you can ever have. That's when your business grows exponentially. It's because when you're the people that do the most work, you look at, um, take some of the biggest brands in the world. Take mm-hmm. Facebook. I don't, now, please, people, I'm not here to talk about if they're good or bad brands. I'm not, you know, each person has their own thing on you know, social media nowadays. Just, you know, but <laughs> the piece for me is like, when you look at Facebook or Apple or Google or any of them, those gentlemen and ladies did not start out going, how do I make money? Zuckerberg said, how do I get communication to work better on campus? He didn't know it was going to become a billion-dollar company. He didn't know it was going to work. You go look at Dell Computers. He built them in his, in his dorm room at university. He's like, I want a better computer. I want it faster. I want this. I want that. Billion-dollar company. Apple, same thing. You take Google. How do you make people's search experience better? That's all they wanted to do. Became a billion-dollar brand. Some of these, if you think as a small brand or a small company, that making money was important to those people. Money is they have to have now, but they now they've become the most successful companies in the history of the world. How do you become one of those most successful companies? Number one, focus on helping people. If you want to make a million dollars, help a million people. You want to make a billion dollars, help a billion people. That's when life changes. Stop thinking, how do I make a billion dollars? How do I make a million dollars? Go help people. The money will come anyways. You have to have a vision, basically, and uh, hold on. Don't, like I was talking about this, that if you start trying to satisfy everybody, your business is going to crumble. The one thing is you have a vision and hold on to it and be the best you can be and learn and and do everything you can in order to succeed. Very much so. Let me give a little bit of a marketing tip for those listening. The piece for me that's so important, Ava, is, and the best way to say this is in a religious way. Okay, and I'm not talking about religion yet. People don't get upset about it. You know, people say, don't talk about religion, religion, politics, politics, sex, uh, sex, or whatever on calls, whatever. Mike. I'm talking about understanding marketing. The most important thing to understand, you know, the, the more narrow your market, the richer you get. And I want you to think about this. So when I talk about religious terms, if I'm a person and I have in front of me, let's say a room full of Jewish people, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in, in, a, in a seminar or on, online or in a chat group or whatever, social media, whatever. If I have, a, if I have an audience, let's, let's call it an audience, online or offline, of Jewish people, I can get on stage, I can talk in Hebrew, I can talk about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, uh, all the different Jewish festivities, those people are listening. Why? Because they're Jewish. Now I'm like, you know, that's a really good audience. Let me add some Catholic people in. So now I'm going to add some Catholic people in. I get back on stage. How do I talk to both of them? You know, the Jews believe, you know, Jesus was a prophet. 
the, you know, the Catholics believe Jesus is the Messiah. Now, how do I talk to both those groups? I don't. So now I tend to talk religion. Then I'm like, okay, let me throw in some um, other religions. Let me get some Muslim people. Let me get some Baptist people. Now all this audience of people, how do I talk to them? How do I talk religion to them? I can't. Because they're just going to get up and leave and they say, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. This is not relevant to me. The two key words that are most important in marketing, is it relevant and relatable to the people listening? Those two words, relevant and relatable. So I have a friend in Northern England who his audience, and I want you to really get this people listening, because normally the more narrow you market, you market, the richer you get. But for most people, when they do that, their fear goes up. You know, because, ah, oh, Colin, that's too narrow. I can't do that. So let me use, I'll, I'll give you the example of England in a moment. I have a local gentleman I'm busy working with. I have a meeting with him coming up. And I said to him, you are, he's a personal trainer, fitness trainer. You are a personal trainer for wealthy lawyers who've sacrificed their health becoming wealthy. That's all you, that's the only market you're going after. He's like, Colin, but I have, People in the, who are developers. I have people that are real, real estate agents. I, I don't care about the people you have. We are going after wealthy lawyers who've sacrificed their health while making their wealth. And he's like, wow, what can I charge for that? I'm like, we'll charge five grand for a six-week program. And he's like, Colin, that's impossible. And I'm going to show him how it's done. The reason being, because you can talk to the lawyers in their language. The website will talk to them. Your programs will talk to them. You'll know where to find them. You'll go to lawyer conventions, lawyer conferences, whatever. It's so easy because you're talking to one market. So let me go back to the one in Northern England. I have a friend in Northern England you know, in the seminar industry, super nice man. Um, his, his audience, police officers, leaving the police force to become entrepreneurs. So when he has an audience in front of him of you know, police or police officers, or police you know, people, he can talk about PTSD. He can talk about shootings. He can talk about being on the beat. He can talk about shift work, graveyard shifts. He can order them. Why? Because it's relevant and relatable to them. Then, of course, someone says to him, why don't you think about adding nurses who want to leave nursing and become entrepreneurs? And I'm like, don't you dare do that. You can have an audience for police officers. You can have an audience for nurses, but you cannot put them together. Because the, what the nurses see in trauma and what have you, in trauma units and what have you, is very different to what the trauma that a police officer sees. Here we're talking guns and different things and being on the beat and car chases. Here we're talking emergency situations, critical care, all that. So different. You put them together, you talk to nobody. Please, people, if you take anything away from this call on marketing, the more narrow you make it, the quicker you get and I, and I say this in a, in a sort of tongue-in-cheek, the quicker you get rich because you can serve those people better. Your systems, everything become more efficient when you go after one market. And when you do that, your life will change. And you keep on serving as many people as you can. When you And I think you said it beautifully, Eva. When you do everything for everybody, you're nothing to nobody. And you know, no, do your research and know your people, know your your client. If you are just going there to fling it, people are smart. They're going to get you on that. So really do your diligence and know the market, know your people and know what is their need, 
basically that's what you do you are going for the need and you fulfill a problem that they can solve right the biggest thing in the world and that's why all entrepreneurship exists is find a problem that people have make sure it's big enough to fulfill and go and solve that problem and you'll save you'll help a ton of people and make a bucket load full of money but remember help people make money not make money oh now i should help people it doesn't work that way no what is a life and a day in uh collins day <laughs> basically <laughs> collins. You know, I know in the, pre in the previous <laughs> previous day i would have joked and said oh, i'll get up and have a glass of wine for breakfast yeah, but uh, no you know, jokes aside i mean i stopped alcohol about five months ago and the piece for me that's so that, you know, my life is, if I could only impart upon many people, the, you know, the document you hold up, the work and your brilliance, that, that is a big part of my day. So I wake up every day. I come downstairs. Now, of course, I'm out in my patio because the weather's so gorgeous. And I do my meditation, my gratitudes, my visualization. I do that entire process. Um, today, I did about 35 minutes, but I normally do between it's say 30 minutes and an hour and a half every single morning. And I do that before I check this thing, before I do anything, before I get on internet or anything like that. I'm focused on me time, my connection with self and my connection with source. And I do that. It's a call it an hour average every day. I do that an hour in the morning. And then I do what I call my, I call it my brain food. I then do my MCT oil in my uh, bulletproof coffee. Um, I'm a big fan of their their products, um, and it's very simple. But MCT oil is incredible for your brain. It's one of the most powerful things for brain food. Um, I do that, and then typically Monday to Wednesday, I'm focused on serving our clients, the ones that the people I get to mentor. Um, that's such a beautiful journey for me, mentoring people that just want to go to that next level. And then Thursday, Friday, or either I call them flex days. But they're my partnership days. I'll then look at helping raise money for companies, um, partner with, you know, look at uh, helping our partners. Um, or if there's not a ton on the go in the partnerships, then I'll just take the day off and I spend it with my family. You know, so, and I can tell you, I get up early. Like I'm up at 4.30, 5 o'clock every day, um, even in the wintertime. And I spend my time on myself. Then, you know, and sometimes I have a personal trainer as well. So I'll have that you know, two or three times a week that I work out after that long before I get near email. Most of the time, it's about an hour to an hour and a half before I get in anywhere near my phone or emails or text messages or what have you. And then my number one goal is by latest 5, 5.30 p.m. in the evening, it's to stop work, spend time with family, do different things. Like my, my business fits in around my family. So I, I like I love to travel. I love to have lunches with my daughters, you know, go and have afternoon dates with my wife. Um, and then the evenings are the same way. And weekends, yes, I might work a little bit, but I don't work a lot anymore. I'll typically work after I've done my morning activities around meditation that on Saturday, Sunday. Um, but I don't really see weekends as weekends anymore. I like it as it's just another day of the week. And, you know, there's days of the week where I'm like, I don't really have too much on and it's a Thursday and I'll go out and enjoy Go to the beach and just enjoy time, you know, at the beach, go for lunch, you know, do whatever I need to do. So I am my number one goal in life is to not have a schedule. 
And, you know, it's it's so funny that I do. I have a little bit of a crazy schedule Monday to Wednesday, typically for our clients. But that to me is just such a privilege to help other people grow. Because when I help them grow, their family grows, the higher employees, it changes their lives. And then, of course, at the end of the oh, and, and they make money. So the key piece is, and then I can then go on vacation. I have one business partner that I'm with who for five years didn't take a single vacation. This year has already been on three vacations. <laughs> you know, so he said to me, Carl, I can't thank you enough. I'm like, we're just building the company so that you know the company is a vehicle to money to give you the lifestyle. It's not, I've got to make money and what do I do with it? It's like, no, understand. You said it beautifully too, um, Ava. It's like, understand why you're making money. Why, are you, why, why is this money so important? So I can help more people or whatever. And then once you understand that, you'll flip it over and go, let me help more people and the money will come. You are one of those few entrepreneurs that has a very balanced uh, family life. Now more than it was before, I suppose. <laughs> because before it was Completely. just crazy. I never forget when one morning you came in uh, to do a presentation and um, you said, uh, have, do you have your, uh, your business plan done? By the way, my daughter just handed me this morning a business plan, and actually she's running a business now. So it's amazing. Absolutely. Now I have one running a business and another one just about to start another business. Um, you know, I think the other piece I'd love anyone listening to take away as well, if you want to become a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, accountant, you've got to go through the system. There's only one way of doing that. I don't believe in the system for everybody. You know, people have said to me when my, when my daughter's graduated, what college did they go to? Which university are they at? I'm like, University of Life. They've gone to a place, and people say, yeah, but they've got you as a father. No, they learn by themselves. They, they've got other mentors and teachers that are helping them take their lives to the next level. The piece for me, though, is you don't have to do anything. I don't believe in the terrible twos, terrible threes of your kids. I don't believe in terrible teenagers. I don't believe in all the social stuff that people stereotypically put around everybody. It's, it is. It's all BS. You know, it's stop buying into what the sheep, I call them sheeple. Stop buying into what the sheeple think and stop walking down the road with everybody. Do what's good for you. Do what's good for your family. I even said to my daughters, I don't care if you leave school in grade 10. You know, at the end of the day, it's academics is not the most important thing in life. You know, I've always said my favorite thing to all the people on this call is if you can learn sales and marketing, you can find a job anywhere in any economy. Because when you can sell stuff, you can do anything. If you can't sell, life is very tough for you. And when people tell me, but Colin, I don't like sales. I'm like, are you in a relationship? They're like, yep. I said, how do you get there? Sales and marketing, baby. So don't to tell me you don't like sales. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. We're selling and marketing every day. You yeah. know, how do you get relationship equity, sales and marketing of who yeah. you are as a person? Yeah. And communication. Big Completely. Time. A big and part of it. I like, um, I just found, I was looking through this book. I bought more than one because I wanted to give it to, uh, to women who are supporting um, entrepreneurs. And I like this one, what Gabby says, says, when we first got together, before we even came to Canada, he came home one day and started telling me what to do, 
I turned around and I said, I'm not your secretary. (laughs) 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 But she was always there and you were bringing the girls at the event. So they were basically they were uh, uh, learning life skills because they don't teach that in school. And you said, I let my kids fall. They learn from it. And many people are so protective. They don't let them be. They don't let them develop that intuition that they need. But do you, you let them to do that. And it was amazing to see them. I mean, I saw them now and it's like, oh my God, where, what happened? She was around nine years old. She was doing the cartwheels and the entertaining us and backflips. So, and now it's like, I have a business and this. <laughs> like, yeah, I even remember when, when, uh, when my youngest, when Jade first met Jack Canfield, they were at an event in, uh, in Surrey here. Yeah. And Jack walked up to Jade and got to meet Jade. And he said to her, oh, you must be the Jade. And he, she looked up at him and said, you must be the Jack. <laughs> you know, and, and that was always made me laugh and what have you. But these, these are the pieces that, you know, I'm always a fan of, you know, understand this, that typically the average person, average child, hears the word no, don't, can't, stop at least 40,000 times by the time they turn five. Yeah. They hear Yes, you can. Encouragement, go for it, what have you, less than 3,000 times by the time they turn five. Why do you think we have such a problem in in our society with people not achieving stuff and people not going ahead and doing what they need to do? I'm not saying um, that anyone's wrong here. I'm definitely not saying that. Parenting is a tall order. You know, it takes (laughs) a lot to parent your children and You know, what fascinates me the most is that we only do the best we can from the history that we've had ourselves. My goal was to learn how to improve myself as much as I could so I didn't repeat history. You know, so I I thank all my mentors, all my teachers that have guided me to where I am today so that I can raise and guide and sherpa my daughters differently to the way I was raised. And I don't say anything bad about my parents. I'm very blessed. The one thing I took away from university, because I have my university degrees as well, the one thing I, I took away was how to research things to improve myself and, and improve you know, the, the engineering I was doing. So I'm like, that's the best gift I've ever had. And I'm still, Ava, if I don't learn something every single day, at least multiple things a day, then I consider the day not fulfilling. I learn something every day. Totally agree with you. I'm every day I'm reading, I'm researching, I'm doing things because we are here on earth to learn, not to, yeah, you make big things. Some people, they build buildings, as you said, but we are here to learn. And if we can teach our children to be independent and successful, that is our payback. That is our legacy, basically. Our children, that's how I feel myself, that that's my legacy, my children, that they are all well off. Completely. And I think life is all, life is just an illusion for everybody, you know, and we all have these illusions and some people delusions as well. I even remember (laughs) just recently, I went down to Vancouver and I was at an event and I took Jade with me and we're at this event and there's all these young individuals that are super freaking smart like you know, 
like NASA scientists and whatever, all in like late teens into their 20s. And I leave the event and we're talking and we're like, wow, I felt like the the, the least smartest person in the room. <laughs> and I'm like, but here's the one thing though. That's you can you can walk away saying, Wow, I'm not that smart, I'll never be that, which is your own illusion or your own delusion. Or you can walk away with a Richard Branson statement that says, I don't need to be that. I just need to hire those people to build my businesses. Because you can hire smart people. The smartest people in the world aren't the smartest people at certain activities. They're the smartest people are doing one thing, hiring the smartest people. So I you really get book. that. I have his book and he said something that the customer is always right until he's not. He's going to protect his employees. And I love that. And I said, how amazing, because they're going to serve and do the best for you. So it's it's a very smart thing. I know you are very busy. So there are some things I, if anybody wants to do some change, and I don't think it's, I think it's opposite. This is for the year. And this is broken down. And I know that you are doing all these amazing things with your family. And I love this, the family, it's a heart. Mm -hmm. So I know that I have not started because I don't, I'm, I'm planning day by day, basically, at this point or week by week. But I'm going to give it and probably I'm going to get another one to give to both my kids. So, oh, beautiful. They, can, Thank you. so they can do it. What I'm talking about to give my kids, it's a, it's a workbook, basically. The part, part one is yearly intentions, and the other one is almost like uh, having a journal every day that you write what you want. It uh, has to do with family, business, and everything else, health. The name of this book, basically, it's Awaken Your Billions Results System. And um, any final final comments for, for the audience. Uh, I'm going to uh, list below all the information, how to reach you, how to okay. go on your website and everything. That yeah, you... I think the piece for me, you know, Ava, I got asked many, many years ago, when I say many years ago, probably about 10 or 12 years ago, I got asked, what's one thing you had wished you had learned sooner? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sat back and I thought about it. I was on a panel on a stage. And I was like, what is the one thing I wish I had learned? And I can only put it down to one word. And people are like, one word is the thing that you wish you had learned sooner. And I said, yep, the most important word in the world for me around learning and growing, growing personally, growing a business, growing your career, whatever it might be, is one word. And that's the word trust. Wow. When you don't trust people, it's actually a true reflection of you not trusting yourself. You know, when you trust your employees, you'll have a stronger company. When you trust your team, when you are maybe an employee of another company or an executive, you'll get way better jobs because you, you show true leadership. True leaders trust their people. So everything you do in life, trust the outcome. And the, the epitome of trust is the word faith. And faith, I don't put it as a religious term. Faith for me, in my own definition, is trust without thought. So I'd like to leave you with that today, 
is when you trust and you think you screw things up, when you trust and let it be, it becomes faith because the right things show up. And I wish every one of you that listens to this podcast, you know, today, tomorrow, in the future, whatever might be for you, or you listen to it multiple times, that you have faith in yourself for where you're going, what you're doing, what you're achieving, and where you and what you want to achieve, because everything is right in front of you. It's there for you to take. The only thing stopping you is you. Thank you so much. That was such an amazing uh, insight of what an entrepreneur and what a human being should be. That's oh, thank you, Alba. Thank you so much. I, I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful for this. Thank you. You're very welcome. My absolute pleasure. The company name, it's Make Your Mark Training Consulting Inc. And the gentleman name who I did the interview with is Mr. Colin Sprake. Until next time, goodbye.